of the SNL bits uh, involving Tom Hanks? Uh, like the pumpkins dude? Or yeah. yes. Well, uh, so not specifically the pumpkins one, but I think it was in the pumpkins episode. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see the thing about him like asking a question to the candidates for like 2020? For some reason, I'm just hardcore picturing that because of mm. what they just said. Of like, mm-hmm. you know what? This, uh, this question, it's a real good question right here. It comes from a brain trust. And it's, uh, it's a real doozy of a question. God, 2020 feels like it was 10 years ago. For you, it feel what? like 10 years ago. It feel like it was yesterday for me. It feels like both at the same time, and that's why it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, get the fuck out my brain. <laughs> like, it still feels to be like, last year, 2020, when you're like, oh, no, last year was 2021. That's fine. Yeah. Like, shit blurs. Like, I was like, that, sh- that blonde streak I put in my head. I legit thought it was like, I did that this year. No, I did that blonde streak last year. Damn, bruh. I know, right? I was like, wait, did I do it this year? I was like, nah. It was- I looked at the photos, like, you did this in 2021. I was like, Damn. Uh, okay. Time is soup. That's all I'm going to say. Soup. It's soup. And with that, welcome to the Space Society Collective Podcast. Soup. Soup. You know, this, I'm glad California is now in the weather where we can have good soup. Right. Well, I mean, to you be fair. You are using that, uh, that fucking, whatever that was, sound effects not- thing, so you could be like, good soup. No, nah, I'm not using it. And it and let's be real. The only time that you're not having soup in California, I mean, like any any other Latino households, wait specifically for the hottest day of the year to make the soup. You see, I see, yeah. I, I I know full well. Okay, understandably, I I have not grown up in a Latino household, but I for one would not complain for some fucking caldo in the hundred and five degree weather. Right. But but toasting the chilies on the hottest day of the year with the windows closed. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to know what I'm making right now for dinner? What? It's a carne and su- is it uho? uho? How do you say it? Like the the meat and its juices. Ahu? Ahu? It's the, yeah, it's something carne and su. Is it uho? J U G O. I never remember how to pronounce that. Hugo. 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 Yeah, anyway. The J's and H. Very And it smells so good, and I'm so excited. Sounds delicious. I love meat. Now, back on the roasting hot house and roasting chilies with the windows closed, once again, don't have a problem with it. Because you know why? I'm getting free food. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It is like the fucking best smell. But it is basically pepper spraying yourself in the house. That is yeah. true. So, but the thing yeah. is, though, I've learned. So fucking hot. I've learned never to backtalk my friends' Latin parents, or I'm gonna get the chancla. I'll let them get the chancla, and I'm just gonna sit there getting <laughs> free food. Yeah. You know which one's worse, though, objectively. Mm. The wooden spoon that just came out of the pot. Ooh. Yeah. That was objectively worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, mm-hmm. I, I have gotten that. I have gotten that. Because at least a chancla, you know, it'll, like, bounce off of you. You want to know why? You want to know how I got the wooden spoon? How? Took in the last of the green sauce. Yeah, I'm not surprised, though. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry! I'm legitimately not surprised, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but were you? No! <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's not about what the words, it's about the, the, the intent of the words. And I swear to God, like, grandmas have some, like, sixth sense about that shit. It doesn't matter what you're saying, it matters how you're saying it. Like, Des, yes, ma'am? Did you eat the last of the sauce? Uh-huh. What I'm gonna have with the carnitas? Uh, the salsa that your sister-in-law made. What? Yeah, okay, that also, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> ah, oh, flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and well, that was you... recent. Ah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I learned my lesson. Uh, did you though? Oh no, I did. Yeah. I no yeah. for that. No, don't fuck. Make sure moms get the get the last of everything. Don't touch. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> She's in there cooking. I'm 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 the guest. I'm sorry. Imagine being the one to cook everything and then being like, "All right, cool. Now I'm gonna get to eat the thing I made," and then be like. <laughs> See, she she knows me long enough to be like Desmond. I'm like, oh, I fucked up if I'm hearing my full name. Oh yeah, yeah. And she don't say manual. She says manual in the Latin way. So it's like, oh no, I'm hearing Desmond. Yeah, I'm oh. hearing Desmond Manuel. I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. Oh my god. <laughs> Where do I see my friends? Oh, they moved. Oh fuck, I'm about to get hit. Yeah, the fact that it's like it's like all of a sudden they part the Red Sea just to make way so that way they're not in the vicinity of the shockwave. Yep. They are pointing in your direction. Just It's like in Lion King 2 when all of a sudden Kovu is like is shunned from the entire colony and like everyone splits way and they all start singing at him as he fucking leaves. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh... If you didn't know, once again, this is the podcast. This is the podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're now officially the home of our flag means death. I'm just gonna say that we can't wait for season two. Definitely can't wait for season two. <laughs> HBO Max, give us. Um, we, you know, HBO. I think we were responsible, like really responsible, for your greenlit for season for season two of our flag means death. I'm just saying. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, we we've shared uh, fanfics. We shared. We retweeted a lot of um, fan photos. You know, the podcast, like two episodes of the podcast, was dedicated to the show. Hell, we do running jokes in our D and D group based off the show. HBO in the in the uh, eternal words of a one uh, wizened uh, Mona Lisa Saperstein: "Money, please." <laughs> yes <laughs> but joining us as always on this episode we have the new challenger have arrived Benilla Barrio the I have voted Krishna Ventura I hope you voted because if you're listening to this and you just remembered it's already too late mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. have voted dear god mm-hmm. well and the two unfortunate people who got who went to go see Black Adam, the Fried Onion, <laughs> and Quantum Lens. Poor unfortunate souls. Welcome everybody. We're we're glad we haven't scared you off by now. <laughs> unfortunate, <laughs> your word. Oh my God. Okay. Speaking of 
bad things i okay i need to tell you about this show that i started watching and quit so fucking fast like this is the fastest i have ever quit a show would you know um so it's uh called inside man and it like just released on netflix like recently why does that sound familiar i've heard the name before so there was a movie called Inside Man. I think it was like Spike Lee back in like the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. Um, Spike Lee, but, Owen. awesome movie. Um, this show stars David Tennant and Stanley Tucci, some of my favorite human beings on the planet. So I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, okay. obviously. Yeah. Um, so we start watching it. And then I'm just, okay, I need to remind you guys of my absolute hatred for Stephen Moffat. Like, man has made some of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, like, Uh, not gonna knock that he doesn't have talent, but I was reminded that this show is a Stephen Moffat show, and this first episode was written by Stephen Moffat, so it opens up on you know like uh was it the tube set whatever the british british subway metro whatever they call it um and it's a packed subway and there is this uh adorable um uh black woman sitting on the subway and then of course across from her it's a very creepy white man okay staring at her uh making her uncomfortable was that man stephen moffat it, you know, it should have been. It should have been. Um, but it was just, you know, like, a young, like, dumb white guy. Yeah. Um, and so she sees him staring at her, so she, like, pulls her skirt down and, like, does the very, like, uncomfortable motions of, like, oh, God, please don't look at me. Yeah. Um, and so he gets up and stands, like, right in front of her. Like, I am, like... I mean, like, directly in front of her so that his crotch is, like, in her face. Why is this o- the way the show opens, okay? Yeah. Better, yeah. better so, the plot for some reason. Like, I'm not saying shit like this doesn't happen in real life, but, like, the way this whole scene plays out, I'm like, mm, I can tell this was written by a white man. Um, white man specifically named Stephen Moffat. Um, so... She's, like, getting really uncomfortable. She's, like, trying to, like, say something but not say something. Um, And so then there is another woman that is seeing what's going on. So she takes a picture um, to be, like, look at this douchebag being a douchebag. But he can tell that he just took, like, she just took his picture. And Mm -hmm. so then he starts, like, yelling at her, like, did you just take my picture? That's assault. You don't have my permission to take my picture, so that's assault. So I need you to delete this. Give me your phone. And the bitch hands her phone over. Like, I don't mean to be disrespectful to her, but, like, I just need to point out that she was of, um, Asian, uh, Uh... And so, like, Stephen Moffat made her the most, like, docile, submissive. Like, she had no lines. She literally just handed her phone over and, like, let him do that stuff. And I was just like, 
what stereotypes are we doing here? Is already even it's already very quickly devolving into like what is the point of all of this? Oh, just wait until I get to the fucking point. Um so after this white man has um the uh, hmm? abused these women of color, out comes an avenging angel of whiteness, and she has her phone up and says she is recording this. In fact, she is doing a Facebook Live, and she is just like, being like, yeah, I have this all on camera. I've got all of this on camera. We've, you know, and the police might like to know, like, what the station is we're coming to next. And he's like, oh, whatever, whatever. And she's like, no, I got this on camera. And then all of a sudden, all these other women in the fucking car with their fucking phones up start shouting out, me too. Me too. What? Me too. And I was like, Stephen Moffat, did you literally just co-op the Me Too movement as your weird fucking opening, like, that's you, you can't theme to be like, look at, I like women, I can write women, and then, oh my god, okay, and I'm like, already get it, like, I'm fucking heated, like, at this whole entire scene. But, so this is an older white woman that quote-unquote saves the day. And so then the black girl was like, oh my god, thank you so much. That was, like, amazing. That was so cool. Like, are you still, like, on Facebook Live? And she's like, oh, I don't have Facebook on my phone. And the girl's like, you are bluffing? And I'm and then she hands over a fucking card that says she's an investigative journalist. And I'm like, bitch, how are you an investigative journalist? And you don't know what fucking, you don't know how to bluff. Like... And then I just turned it off because I was like, I can't, no. So literally five minutes, five fucking minutes of this show. And I was like, I'm done. No, sorry, Stanley Tucci, David Tennant. I love you both, but I'm already out in the first five fucking minutes. That's enough of Moffat. Yes. Mm. Mm. I was, oh. My God. Yeah, no, that's just, that doesn't sound like a good show. The, like the way that it starts, just. I'll say so then this. I looked it up. So like the whole premise was like, um, Stanley Tucci is like a death row inmate, but he's basically like Sherlock from death row, or like Hannibal Lecter from death row. You, so he's helping these people solve crimes from death row. And I'm you, like, you know what that sounds like to me? The Blacklist with uh, James Spader. That sounds like yeah. the Blacklist mixed with Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. So, I feel like I probably didn't really miss anything with well, that show. I'll but. say I'll say this: you you wasted five minutes of your life watching that five minutes. We collectively felt we lost about what ten minutes of our lives because of Stephen Moffat. Mm. Stephen Moffat just takes it away. This son of a bitch. Yeah, I'm I I. I don't know. I I want to catch up with Doctor Who, but I just really feel like I can't anymore. Well, let's transition from one hellfire to the next. Black Adam. Who Jesus. wants to go? Oh my god. Who wants to go this. first? Who wants Jesus. to go first? Jesus. I got this. I got right. this. So I'm going to preface this by saying I 
don't have any background knowledge. I went and saw this as a random fucking person that doesn't watch movies from this franchise. I'm not a DC person. Okay. I will say, stereotypically, all the DC movies I've watched before this have been very hard to watch because of how dark they are. This movie was not overwhelmingly dark. I will give it that. However, it did have Dwayne the Rock Johnson as it is as its uh, star A lister, and I can't take him seriously. I just can't. I look at his face and I see someone that uh, does comedy, and I can't take him seriously as the like stone cold anti hero type person. It just doesn't work. There was part of the movie that even my boyfriend mentioned this where when he like first comes in and he has his face covered because of the cloak cape thing uh was actually you know decent it was pretty neat because you couldn't see his face but just the moment you see Dwayne the Rock Johnson's face it just it kills it it kills the immersion for me um yeah no it, i mean it was it was an okay movie was it worth $13 for the movie ticket no. Oof. I probably would have just rented it on Redbox for a couple bucks instead. Um, yeah, no, I think it was, it was okay. I do think that Black Adam is a fucking stupid-ass nickname. Uh, I, mm. I think it's, it sounds dumb. I think the Shazam thing is dumb, too. Uh, apparently, it's like an acronym. Or something. Oh, yeah. My boyfriend tried explaining that to me. He couldn't tell me what the acronym was, though. Uh, but given that he's supposed to be, like, 5,000 years old or some shit, I think Shazam is period inaccurate. Um, <laughs> I think it sounds stupid. Yeah, uh, depending on... I, the I know there's lore behind it, but... Fair enough. I think my favorite is because, like, the lore they had to come up with this because his name was originally Captain Marvel. Yep. And they lost the rights to it. That yep. was explained to me as well yeah. about how he was called Captain Marvel and the Marvel sued DC for the name or whatever. Um, yeah. I That is kind of funny. I still think Shazam is fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I for think sure. they could have come up with something a bit cooler than Shazam. Um, Quantum? What was you uh, your experience with it? I think Onion went into it with the wrong like uh, what's it called? Expectations. I went into I it of 300 milligrams. Zero expectation. I went into it. It was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went into that theater off of 300 milligrams of edibles. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie because I didn't want to take any of it seriously because it was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, I think it's bad if you were looking for, like, an actually good Black Adam movie. And then there's also, like, a bunch of comedic moments within this Black Adam mo movie, which stays with The Rock's comedic-type acting. They um, try to make him so serious at certain parts, though. Like, 
I'm not a hero. Like, dumb shit like that. The only thing that I got a, a little upsetty spaghetti about was something that was like... It, it deals with Dr. Fate. I'm not going to go into it, but God. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're... Yeah. Yeah. I heard they made um, Hawkman dumb. Yeah, he's pretty fucking stupid. He reminds me of, like, a fucking good, like, lawful Maxon. <laughs> I, I like their budget Ant-Man dude, too. Mm-hmm. I am not going to uh, dig to fight out with a fucking answer. <laughs> I, I feel like you have accidentally just cut deep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, he he uh, looks like we're gonna need you to roll for damage. I'm legit thinking like you. right now is like I wish I had the fucking the blurred box because that fucking Ironside <laughs> sirens coming up in my head right now. I'm literally. <laughs> I'm, you know what? You asked for whiskey. You asked for whiskey for your for your 21st birthday. Let's oh see. My God. Let's see what you're um, actually going to get for your 21st birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Quantum, I need to know your uh, opinion on the I just rolled it 14 damage. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's so funny. Yeah. Quantum, I need to know your opinion on the after credit scene. After credit. Oh, shit. Yeah. As spoiler free as possible. Yeah, I'm not going to say what it was. It's only like 30 seconds. Know- How am I not supposed to spoil that? <laughs> I just, I just want to know if you think that the sequel they have set up for the movie will be good or not. Because that's what the after credit scene does; it sets it up for a sequel. Yeah, you know. So I, think... I just want to know if you think the sequel will actually be good. If if it's what you wanted to see happen, no. And because no. the only reason I say why is because Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> 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 That's valid as fuck. I There's, agree with you. Could have picked such a better actor for Black Adam. Like, I'm, you want to hear a trivia? Guess when Dwayne the Rod Jansen was cast as Black Adam? Twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. He wasn't yeah. cast in two thousand nine. His name was talked about in 2009 <laughs> he wasn't officially cast until like 2015 2016 man y'all y'all know the secret ass not so secret ass ways to make me feel old mm. you're welcome talk about 2009 um, like okay you, you, you know uh, okay i don't mean the tangent sorry go for it <laughs> i was gonna say no, go for it yeah, go, away. go this is no, what the past right. this is what wondering. the past co- past co- well, this is what the podcast is. We we made peace with that tangent. Yeah. And I was just gonna say for some reason, like I saw a, a video um, of somebody being like, "Oh yeah, like this is because you know Modern Warfare Two just got released, the mm-hmm. new one." Like someone put a video on TikTok of like uh, of like grainier video of them uh, at the midnight release outside of GameStop for Modern Warfare Two, and I was like, "Oh my god, I fucking remember doing that." <laughs> yeah. Simpler, anyway, sorry. Simple <laughs> times. Well, to help y'all combat that horrible Black Adam movie, here's a better one. This came out in 2010. 
It's out there and available to watch. It's only an hour and three minutes long. It's called Superman Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Oh my god, that one's actually good. The villain who played the mummy in the mummy movies is Black Adam. Jerry O'Connell, um, if y'all don't know who he is, I'm trying to think of something y'all probably wouldn't know Jerry O'Connell from. Nope, uh, I ain't got nothing. He's- uh, in that, uh, the Piranha remake and, uh, Sliders, uh, he was also child actor in, um, oh, oh shit, what was that one, um, uh, Stand, Stephen, Stand By Me, Stephen King movies, yes, Stand By Me, but we, um, he's also married to Rebecca Romaine, or was, I don't know if they're still married, they're still married, I really, I really hate that the thing I recognize this guy from is Kangaroo Jack. Kangaroo Jack, forgot about that movie. Um, Quantum, Jason, do you know uh-huh. Jerry O'Connell in any of those things that Benny just really just talked about? Kangaroo Jack. Okay, there we go. Probably <laughs> I don't keep up with There we go. Like uh, at all? Jerry O'Connell voiced uh, Shazam. So that's that's just it's a good it's voice a- cast. It is a it is a good movie in general. Yeah. And if you want Shazam content, I hate that the best Shazam content we got was twelve years ago, but it legitimately still holds up. Yeah, and this is where you see Superman. Like, they always talk about Kryptonite being one of his weaknesses. This movie, you'll see another weakness of one of Superman's weaknesses, and it's yeah. done very well because obviously animation. Yeah, Superman has. Uh, multiple weaknesses it's just not mm-hmm. yeah movies they're just not common here's <laughs> the thing though movies always wants to use the fucking kryptonite as a fucking way out i'm like they're like these mo- this is the whole reason why people are complaining about not being faithful to the source material more often yep. than not and we get it writers wants to do original shit but you can also use the source material to actually help you with your shit like, I want to know how Superman would have reacted in if he was put in the same situation as Batman in The Dark Knight. Uh, that's all we need. Another fucking Superman movie with the fucking green color, like gray muted color green over that fucking movie. I didn't say nothing about the, the muted colors. I'm just saying the same situation. I know. I know. But um, also, right. but packaged with the Superman Shazam movie. There's good animated shorts for Green Arrow, Jonah Hex, and I forgot there was one more superhero packaged on there. And they're bloody and violent, which is fucking awesome. Um, Sarah Sarah Connor herself, uh, Linda Hamilton, plays the villain in the Jonah Hex uh, short. I think I, I think the Jonah Hex short on top of the Superman Shazam one is was like if I was going to rank the shorts in that one. Jonah Hex would be right into the Superman Shazam one. Yeah, there's good older animated DC content. Yeah. And live action movies. Trash. I, the, the, yeah. I mean, it's. I was watching a YouTube video, and the person was like, How can you animate? It was like, he answered his own question in the fucking video. Like, How can your animated movies be better than your live action movies? Like, oh, wait. You fucking take time with these animation animated movies than you do with these live action movies. Apparently, it's supposed to take longer. Yeah, they do. Just straight up, they do. Animation takes time. 
I was like, you answer your own fucking question, bro. <laughs> but I was like, but then on top of that, you actually have, I'm not saying actors don't act, but in this review between Juan and Jason, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You're not taking him seriously. Like in the last, what, four years, he's been teetering back to like two fairy realm of acting. I'm just saying. Rock, don't come after me. <laughs> I just again, like I know I've said this before, and I'm just gonna say it again. Like, if you are a straight action movie actor, you literally have like 10 to 15 year lifespan for people willing to watch the same dumb action movies. Yep. Because, like, The Rock had a quote-unquote action movie career in the early 2000s, but, like, outside The Mummy Returns. Then it became Dwayne the Tooth Fairy Johnson. Yeah, and then it was after, like, The Tooth Fairy when he was, like, got big, so then, like, the action movie started being good. But, like, we're creeping up here now. Like, it's been about 12 years, so, like... You either die the action star or live long enough to see yourself become the anti-hero. Yeah, like, and like that... I thought he would have been able to like get around that because he had that show Billions. Like Not you bill- know, uh, he is he... Uh, Ballers. Who watched Billions? Was it Ballers? It's Ballers. Billions. Ballers. With, um, okay. With, uh, what's his name? Ballers. Though. Not me. <laughs> Not a lot of people, but like I mean, it, that show but... wasn't my forte, but like he was he was good in it. The like one episode I watched. I will say um, at least John Cena and. Dave Bautista is actually trying to be, like, elevating, like, from wrestling to acting, like, not constantly picking action roles and, like, actually picking dramatic roles. Like, John Cena has a dramatic movie that's on Peacock, and I was like, it's hard to take him seriously because it's John Cena, but he, you can see he's actually trying to act opposite Brian Cox. His comedic turn in Cock Blockers was fucking hysterical. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, and then I'm just forever going to be in love with Dave Bautista be- just because of that opening scene he had in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited to see him in the um, the next M. Night Shyamalan movie that's coming out soon, next early next year. It's like, God. it's not Cabin in the Woods, but it's like something Cabin Door knock- <laughs> Knock at Cabin Door? I, I seen the trailer, but I don't remember the title of the movie myself. Yeah. Um, but he plays like what looks to be a really like creepy ass cult leader type person and fucking Ronald Weasley's there. Like it's probably gonna be a terrible movie, but I know I'm gonna watch it just because <laughs> it looks like it could be my kind of terrible, you know? Like the so bad it's good. Yeah. Like, I feel like old would have been a lot better had he leaned a little bit more into the so bad. It's good. But it was just bad. I've definitely heard mixed things on old. That's why I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, it's bad. Okay. Why don't we just want to call him Dwayne the Rock Fairy Johnson? (laughs) Full full context. I forgot. Or you could just be like Dwayne the Tooth Johnson. 
I forgot. The, the Dwayne Johnson Rock. I forgot to say this because Jason said we should be saying this before we do like any form of reviews. We're not trying to stop you from like if you like something, and it's evident you like people like Black Adam because it's number one three weeks in a row. I mean, like there's nothing, you know what else there's nothing re- there's nothing really playing right now. You know how little number until, one, until this week, and then it's it's dead. Like I don't think it's gonna make more than what kind of next next weekend no did you see that ign gave wakanda uh fucking black panther wakanda forever a seven who takes ign seriously when it comes to reviews no yeah i'm just saying but like did you see they did that yeah i didn't i haven't actually looked at any of the reviews yet or anything like outside that first trailer i haven't watched or looked at anything black panther related I haven't looked oh. at anything beyond that first trailer either, and I, I that's just the way I do it now. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. I had the director um, name in my head. Uh, Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. He finally talked about what was going to be the movie Chadwick Boseman was going to make for Black Panther 2. He said it was seeing, it was going to see T'Challa trying to regain his five years being lost back. Mm. See, mm. And it was that was going to be the whole point of the movie. Between him, that between like him, a good one. Between him and then having to deal with Namor, but he was like, obviously, yo, like I'm so happy that I'm finally getting Latino representation that's also as strong as Hulk and Thor. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, like, damn, that shit's cold as fuck though. All the all the costume design, I'm like, yo, why am I loving this? <laughs> um, one of my favorite comedians, Jay Washington, he said, congregation. All my Latin and black people can come together and make this a celebration for all those blacks and Mexicans in this movie. Yo, yo, you know how hype I'm going to be about that soundtrack? I love the the soundtrack for the first one. I hope they do as good for the second one. From people I heard, it was like they got emotional, they got happy, and they said every time Namor was on screen, they clapped. Nice, nice. I'm excited. I'm excited. I hate that. I hate the fact that the race baiting is working for me right now. But if it's in, done any bit as well as the first one, I have good hopes. This is this yeah. is this is Ryan Coogler because everything he does, he brings. I I hate the term urban. <laughs> That's what they fucking use. But he always makes sure, like if you look at Fruitvale Station or Creed, yeah. he makes sure to keep people of color is represented in a specific way. Yeah. And I, I like- also appreciate, like he focuses on the story. He's mm-hmm. like, I need a good story. I need good characters. So like, you know, none of the characters really feel like, um, wasted forced or, you know, like characters, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, aside from maybe, like, the one I would say is maybe, like, Daniel Kaluuya's character mm-hmm. yeah. from the first Black Panther, like, being a little bit, little bit, like, marvelized there, where I was like, man, we could have had so much. We could have had so much more from you. Yeah. Um, but he said the idea from the five years part, he was like, he based that up, they both based it off of, like, black men going to prison and trying to reacclimate coming back in the real world. And I was like, damn i was like that would have been good i was like finally getting to see like shit from that time period because we have literally seen nothing yep 
from those five years at Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Those five years didn't happen. Yeah, like... We get only references to the aftermath of how people handled it, not what happened during. Yeah. Like, I want to know what happened, like, six months after. Right? Like, oh, Just, oh. Like, like, one of the weirdest questions, and I know I'm only asking this most likely because of the fucking I voted sticker on my head, but how the fuck did, like, politics work? Right? How did politics work when, like, half, if not more, of the politicians were snapped out of existence? Like, in the middle of, like, terms, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. How, is, think... how is that going to work when they come back? Like, oh, well, technically I was still, but it's also like, well, I, I had to take over for you. So, yeah, like, I... Oh. I know, because Rhodey took over a, a, polit- a political position, like, in the in that five years, I remember. So, I was like, do Rhodey lose that position in the government? That's something that right. needs to be answered. <laughs> so... I guess we have to wait a little longer for Armor Wars since that's now becoming a movie. Is Armor Wars going to be a thing? Yeah, Armor yeah. Wars was originally supposed to be a TV series. Now it's going to be a uh, movie. Oh, man, I hate that. That means they're going to try to condense a TV series worth of story into a movie. Or they probably realize, like, after She-Hulk, oh, man, this is a lot of money to put this in here. Let's And we're going to put in Ironheart at that. Yeah, let's make this into a movie. Yo, didn't they say? Didn't Marvel say something recently about like Riri Williams? What in this version isn't specifically like uh, a protege of Tony's, but like inspired by him? I don't know. Like, I think they said something about like in the live action version, she's not directly going to be someone that like like worked with him or anything like that. I know they're trying to stay away from anyone connected to Tony Stark whatsoever by this point. Yeah. Which makes oh, sense, because I mean, like, bitch is dead. Like, it, she could be, like, in, like, a school program or something. Yeah, like, she could have she gotten the school program that was funded by the Stark Industries or something, you know what I mean? And this is probably why she's in Wakanda. She probably was there because, well, Wakanda invited her to, like, learn. Yeah, Which, you know, that's interesting. Um, speaking I of mean, Daniel, oh, but go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm excited for this stuff. Yep. So Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be out. And that's gonna be the new the new crown You know what? I'm not even gonna say because it it's probably a spoiler if I say it if I say anything about Black Panther. Daniel Kalua is Spider Punk. That I'm actually happy about. That's gonna be pretty cool. Let's fucking go. I have not been excited I I re got the rewatch into the Spider Verse when no one was home recently yeah guess what i got to enjoy it nice no one opening my goddamn door to see their favorite scene no one interjecting about any fucking thing that i don't know about about the spider-verse comic books i got to watch it like you have to just watch it and experience it awesome so i am now officially hyped for the sequel yeah that was that was honestly like that like it's so funny that is my like newest favorite Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. after Spider-Man 2. Okay. 
only because it's like I enjoyed the Tom Holland ones and the uh, Andrew Garfield ones, but like I like none of those had knocked any like positions for me past you know the the Sam Raimi ones. But for some reason, Spider well not for some reason Spider Verse was amazing. Spider Verse mm-hmm. was one of those where it's like no, this trumps it. This like this is either second best if not best to me of like Spider Man movie. I know. It's, I know for some people, no, it's no way home, and it entered the Spider Verse. I get why. Personally, I think it, I, I'm a little bit more on the side of like I do enjoy the new Spider-Man movies. It's just I'm not the same person I was when I enjoyed Spider-Man when I was younger, and so I don't enjoy it in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, I'm it's, like, it's it's definitely like it was a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It's just I don't know. Like I didn't have the nostalgia glasses about it. And, like, Into the Spider-Verse was one of those things where I was like, yo, this makes me look at it not only in a new way, but I'm enjoying it in a new way that I hadn't before because I'm disconnected from the live-action, like, hooey of it all. Okay. I know so far the cast is Issa Rae's playing Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. Ooh. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, I don't even think they gave a like um, a look how, how Spider Woman looks in this world, so that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be really cool. Um, obviously, Oscar Isaac is coming back to voice Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Miguel O'Hara, let's go! Nice. Um, Haley Steinfeld's coming back as Gwen, and I forgot homie's name, but obviously the actor who played Miles is returning. What about uh, uh, Nicholas Cage as Spider Noir? He is not listed to be coming back. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, um, Jake Johnson. No, 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 no. For, um, Spider-Ham. Uh, John Mulaney. No, John Mulaney. Recast John Mulaney. They recast him? No, I say re- let's recast John Mulaney's character. <laughs> like, find someone else to play Spider-Ham. <laughs> like, no. No, we good. You good. Stay in the corner, John Mulaney. You 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 ruined any goodwill. He did done fuck up. Let's get Andy Samberg. I think he can do it. Can you guys tell me later what, yeah. what that is? Because I have no idea what happened with John Mulaney. Oh, oh he, he cheated on his wife and impregnated uh, Olivia Munn. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, the wife he did so many bits about made his stand-up shows so much about how much he loved her. Yeah. And how she stood by him during his, you know, and drug he, addiction. You know, the, the, stereotyp- and, the stereotypical white guy who say they love their wife but ended up cheating on her. Oh. Man, that's it. I didn't want any kid. Olivia Munn? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're having a baby? They already have it. The kid's like two yeah. three years old by this point. Yo, what the no, fuck? No, it's like a year old. A year old? Okay. Yo, what the fuck? Yeah, 2021 was a wild year for uh, John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's fucking wild. I don't... I mean, I guess I was under a rock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like... That's it's, wild. Yeah. It's a, it's a fuck-up, and I don't think it's, like, as big a fuck-up as, like, some other actors... Um, but yeah, it's still, it's still kind of a big fuck up. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So far, the only original cast from Into the Spider-Verse is just 
the voice actress for Gwen, um, Miles, and Oscar Isaac. So yeah, that's that's so far for what I've seen. But um, I don't. They they're keeping this close to the vest on who's the villains. Um, if there's going to be any more spider people in the movie, I'm actually I, I think that's a good idea. Keep it like just just give us little tidbits. The fact that Spider Punk is in the movie now, that's all. Yeah. Because uh, my brother like isn't Spider Punk supposed to be white? I was like, no, he's black. He's black. <laughs> all right. You're like, why are you gonna fight me on this? Like I, I will, I will fight you on this. He's like, yeah. He's like, he is the alternate version. Like, this is the universe where Peter Parker never got bitten. It was Hobie Brown who used to be in this whack ass heroes, um, skid skates, wherever the fuck that name was. Instead of instead of Peter, it was him who got bitten by the spider. He's a punk rocker in that world. Hmm. That's awesome. Yep. And oh, uh, and um, Peter Parker is actually dead in that world, so never mind. Uh, <laughs> totally, totally bypassed that part yet. Yeah. If you pick up Spider Verse, you'll learn how Peter died in that world. Yo, nice. But uh, it's it's, it's Spider Verse is one of my favorite movies ever. I it it hits me in the feels every time. I cried like a little baby the first time I watched it. And I cried like a little baby the second time I watched it. And every subsequent time I have watched it, which has been an embarrassing amount of times. Um, I was watching this YouTube video. The soundtrack smacks, though. Oh, my God. The soundtrack One is amazing. The best soundtracks ever, in my Best fucking soundtracks. But also, like, it's one of those movies that work so well when you realize, like, the team is in sync. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Yeah. Like, communication is going through. So you're, like letting the animators know what to do and it's just it's so funny to me that like sony didn't really think they had anything with My this so they weren't really like promoting it and then i'm like bitch and then it goes on to win an academy award so yeah fuck you sony mm-hmm. my favorite tidbit is that the actual like frames per second that they animate in oh yeah changes mm-hmm. throughout the movie yeah it gets smoother it's a great as visual. As he comes more into his abilities. One of my favorites. Oh yeah. my god, it's just the cinematic masterpiece. The same anime. I have no complaints. It was my I mean it's still my favorite Spider-Man movie, but it was my favorite uh post-credit scene mm-hmm. until She-Hulk. <laughs> I need to really watch She-Hulk. Jesus. Yes, you yes, fucking do. You do. You do. Um, like and just so you know, the post-credit scene that is now my favorite is in the first episode of She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. So, um, but also speaking of the animation, Did you hear that fish tank? No. But yeah. speaking of the animation just... studio for Spider-Man Into Spider-Verse, they're the ones who also worked on the Netflix series Intergalactic with Kid Cudi's. Oh, interesting. And that that has an awesome soundtrack. That's pretty cool. Um, that's that's uh, I'm gonna be nice and because I I am tend to spoiling shit, so I'm just gonna move on to our D and D question. That's fair enough. <laughs> Watch Intergalactic. Um, question for the podcast: uh, What aspects of your current character in D and D were pre-planned, and what end up coming out organically while role playing? A good, oh, 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 oh. a good question. Oh boy, 
Um, this is a question for y'all, technically. Technically, you too, because you so, actually you have a character you play in D and D. Yeah, do, but even if it's true. even if it's in a game that you don't play with us, but you do play two characters, one in the D and D group that you're in, and you play Deva. So technically, boom, you got two. Okay, fair enough. So ha! And since you want to argue about it, you go first. <laughs> Nah, I let y'all go first because I gotta <laughs> actually explain shit. <laughs> so, I actually walked into this campaign with little to no planning on my backstory at all. I walked in and I was like, Hi, I'm a sun elf from a noble family, but I've been disowned because I married a human woman and she's dead now, but I love her very, very, very much. That was, like, all the information I gave. I left my backstory super-duper open-ended because I knew I was coming in in, like, the middle of the campaign. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be as easy to work in as possible so that we didn't have any awkward-ass hiccups during my introduction. (laughs) Which happened anyways. Yep. Thanks. Fuck y'all. Love you guys, but fuck you. Um... <laughs> so everything about my character has has been learned on the fly for me for the most part. You know, one of the few things I did have pre-written though were were a lot of things about my character's personality. Personalities were always kind of there off rip. Things like my character's favorite color. Which I was asked about today. Yeah. I've always known that. I've been waiting so long for someone to ask me what Alari's favorite color is. And now I know. And I'm not gonna say what. Yeah. It's it's been it's been a fun ride. Yes. Uh, I feel I feel partially responsible for that one. Partially? <laughs> yep. Only partially. Cause you you roleplayed it. I just went along with it. I mean I gave you the tools. You imagined it. Can't even the- argue, because <laughs> audio listeners, uh, apologies. That was my brother in the background, literally not right next to my fucking door. <laughs> <sighs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but but Jason, what can definitely fun but i would say there's some things they did come out of laria that came out they 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 evolved organically with laria though all the time yeah obviously i i've grown into the character a bit more um but that happens with any you know ttrpg character is you're gonna grow into the character a little bit more as you get more comfortable playing them but a lot of her core personality traits have kind of always been around Right. Like her love for coffee. Yeah. And oh, yet, I actually only it. played my character for like two hours, so yes, it's pretty well planned. Very well planned right now. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Ognash was um, put together pretty quickly for the uh side quest we all did uh together mm-hmm. um but basically 
at first he was just uh, I basically built him for movement speed purposes and um, also he I just wanted to have like all the traits of a bounty hunter so I could track people down whenever I wanted to um, and since that side quest he has evolved quite a bit from going to level 3 to four, er, 13 <laughs> between the two campaigns yes <laughs> Um, but, like, naturally uh, evolving? Uh, I, I haven't, I can't say I've noticed anything. It's kind of, it's still kind of new-ish. It is on the early stages, too, because we haven't explored too much of Ogdash's actual, like, per goal yet. Like, mm -hmm. Ogdash still is kind of, like, involved in the party's actions and not really... Like, we're not exploring a lot of your character yet, so we haven't had a chance to, like, open up there yet. But it's coming. There's some good stuff. There's mm -hmm. definitely good stuff coming. I would say some of the evolution happened in the side quest more than in the main campaign so far. Mm. I would say part of the evolution yeah. was, like, the... the. I would say part of the evolution was speaking to a certain shaman. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, a certain shaman changed my life. <laughs> um, being uh, betrayed, hence why you're called Ognast the Trustful. Being betrayed, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was something that happened in game. It was Ognash, and then it was like it wasn't until like the fucking subversion at the end of that side quest that it was Ognash the Distrustful. And now you're with a group of people yeah. who is like showing you that you can trust again. That's how I'm saying it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Who knows? By by level eighteen, might become Ognash the trustworthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Crashy. My my character, see, it's it's weird because like, my when I started my you know, playing in my friend's campaign, I made a uh, custom class or not custom class, custom subclass cleric, um, that I made that was uh, called the Insanity Domain. So I would say that my character was planned because I planned him for three months. <laughs> Um, and made an entire subclass and did all that stuff. But, like, character-wise, I, like, I planned him to be much more serious than what he, than what I play him as now. I planned him to be a little bit more of, like, a, um, like, previously scholarly and, like, pious individual. But through, like, the events of the game and through the events of, like, how he's had to change to be able to like um, gain the trust of the party because something happened very early on, literally in the first session, where like the first session of my character being introduced, where like my character was introduced and then I immediately betrayed the party because it was a story thing, and then um, ever since then, like I technically had to play a different character for like two and a half years. Until I got to play my character again. And then once my character came back, like, it kind of was that thing of, like, okay, well, the party rescued my character for reasons, but my character also has to, like, change themselves a little bit to, to 
coexist with these with these people who actually are choosing to take a chance and trust him. So it's like at least in that way, I'd say maybe he's evolved because of the campaign because it's like now, although at the core, like the values he holds are still there. It's the thing of like, okay, he's not as callous, he's not as cold, and a lot of the knowledge that he like tries to utilize every day is the stuff that he's learning in the moment, not the stuff that he previously thought would help him. So there is development in that, there's change in that through the game, and I, I do enjoy it, and it's been like fucking three years, but I've gotten to play my secondary character more than I have my primary character that I planned. Because the secondary character that I played for two and a half years, I was the result of after my DM was like, hey, by the way, your character's not going to come around for a while. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, so if you want to play session tonight, you got to make a new character. And I was like, but that's in three hours. So I made another character, and that character was what I played for like two and a half years. That character eventually died in a sacrifice thing, and then my other character came back. But now, like, one of the major goals of the party is to try... We went to a whole other place, and we're doing this entire thing, and involved in an entire different like structure of people now because we're trying to find a way to free my other character's soul. So that's like a whole thing. Damn. It's a lot of fun. D&D's awesome. Yeah. Right, my question for y'all, if you want to answer it, how much of yourselves you influence in your characters? A lot. I try to not Glory say a lot. <laughs> My my character isn't a self-answer, but the other character I made for this campaign absolutely is, and that's Deva. <laughs> oh, we could tell. And originally, originally, I wrote Deva, like, well, it's not in the same way because I already scrapped that, like, before I decided to even put Deva in the game. But when I first came up with the with the with the character concept i was like all right she's the daughter of my character in my friend's game mm. and then i fully scrapped that <laughs> right, what would you made you flip to make deva related to um to Alaria? no the literally the day i shit you not the day that jason had the conversation with me like hi i'm a sun elf my i've been disowned by my family and i was like all right what's your family structure like and then he was like, uh, I don't care. I was like, are you sure? Yeah. Are you okay with siblings? Yes. All right, cool. And uh, what would your relationship be like? You tell me. And I was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes. Like, okay. So, so literally from like the day that Jason was like, hey, I'm, I'm making a character. So that, that means back when like Ulf was still part of the party. Mm-hmm. It's been like over a year now. Yeah, but that was like almost a almost two years ago now. Almost that, now, yeah. That it's moment been was a almost while. two years ago a now. Hot minute, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, I was like, "Yo, you're related," <laughs> because I was like, "This is gonna work for the. This is gonna work for this entire arc." And then I made the arc. It was like that conversation that was like, oh my god, I know what to do for the next seven months. Damn. (laughs) 
the seven months oh, of emotional bro, damage. in that short like 10 minute conversation that Does really that tell you about the king of autistic and also, if you're new to this podcast, we have multiple <laughs> episodes of our very own beloved <coughs> Onion right here displaying their emotional damage, sometimes egged on by me. Oh, that shit's so funny. That shit's funny. And I'm going to continue on egging on Alaria slash Jason. Oh, and anyway. by the way, <laughs> the, the person who did that most recently to me where I'm like, oh, shit, I know where the major story is going to go in like seven, eight months. Thank you, Quantum. Good luck. Good luck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Good luck. That's what I mean about, like, like we haven't gotten to your stuff there's yet. There's still more for you. Yeah, no, there's still more for, J- there's still more for everyone. But, yeah, like, but in the same way where I was like, damage. oh, seven, eight months from now, this is what I want them doing, and I think we can get there through this route, I that is a conversation, like, that technique, during a conversation you and I had where I was like, oh, shit, all right, cool, I got that now. We can do this. So buckle up, my boy. You All I'm going to say is we just started this arc and I already showed you the body of a dead god. For the, it, It's got to build from there. I saw it from the side quest. Exactly. That's what I mean. You said, when you said you saw it from the side quest, you remind me of that dude going, sir, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to settle down with my big titty shop. Quantum was like, Quantum was like, hey, so my character wants to like, like learn information, and then I was sitting there looking like that dude. Sir, sir, hand me that character development. But sir, that's cruel to do to your friend. Hand me that character (laughs) development. Oh my goodness. Uh, before I go to the next question, um, I know it'd be wrong of me just to move on without explaining myself. Uh, this is actually, Maxon has actually a longer backstory because we started talking about D&D in 2019. Yeah. Maxon's backstory has been building since, like, for a year before the campaign started. Um, I was still going to school, so that's why when you hear us talk about Antiva, I was literally just, I stole basically Dragon Age, because I wasn't really thinking about yeah. creating anything original. And I still remember the days when I thought you were writing that. No, no. Because yeah. <laughs> literally, I remember when Maxine... is so mad that I joined the campaign so I could, every time Christian would say something, I'm like, that's, that's from Dragon Age. And Christian would say something else, I'm like, mm, no, that's that's from yeah, Dragon that's Age. from Dragon Age. That's from Dragon Age. Um, no, I re- the reason why I remember 2019 so so much. Grandmother getting sick, finals, writing a lot of fucking essays, and then we was like, and I remember because we was doing the radio show. Yeah. Normally, we supposed to leave out the radio station. Now we were literally sitting talking. This was the first time I heard the word. It was like during December, before yeah. like before the jump off of the pandemic. I remember that. Christian yeah. came up with the name Elowith, and I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "That was the start of the name." And then he was, then he was like, "Here's the um, the guidebook. Look at um, if you're going to be a rogue, look at Critical Role's um, handbook helper on YouTube. Get yourself covered." I remember we were hanging out too. Where we were like, "Hey, man, come over," and we just like hang out and watch Handbooker Helper. 
and then t- like talk about D and D characters and stuff, and like like talk about how we want to make it before we were even actually like on D and D Beyond. Yeah, before we knew that shit was a thing. Yeah. Um, so pretty much the world for Maxon was created before Maxon himself was created. Yeah, that's cool. So I created the world before the character, and then when it came to creating the character, this was three different versions of Maxon that was originally planned. One was a Jack Sparrow type of character. Yeah, I remember when I remember when we were talking about that. When you're it's like, so I want nice. him to be a pirate. The second one was he was going to be single, and Dora was his girlfriend, which was going to be an eventual breakup. Yeah, he, that's. I remember I warned you about that because I was like, "Yo, if it's a girlfriend." You're not going to have that girlfriend for long based no, off of yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, and he was going to be an assassin. Then the yeah. third came up was what we have now. Maxon married. He was forced to leave. He had this fucked up back, like, but the backstory was developed. And this is where the organic part came up. The only thing that was created for Maxon was, and this was as I was, um, Corey was still part of the, um, the um, Corey, Jack, and, um, Mikey was still part of it. Yep, that was the original uh, Team Ramrod. The reason why Maxon was physically there was because he was supposed to be working with uh, the Hia to fence a very expensive item so they can get it off and Maxon get his money and he can actually up and go back home. And then the Hia done and when got done did up by Solomon. And then that, that narrative fell apart so it was like all right why did it then it was like i had to and i remember all this conversation with christian like we now have to figure out organically why okay why maxon is now here because your plot narrative is gone yo irl i was freaking out too because my plot was gone i didn't have plot past that point i was like what the fuck that was supposed to be it what the fuck that was one of the first times where i was like shit 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 i gotta change i gotta like flex in the moment here because like what the fuck is going on so when it was like that's when maxon was like oh i have a daughter oh i'm married like he was just dropping nuggets and then i came up like okay why he was why he's not home everything he's doing is towards him to be the leader of an assassin's group now what i'm about to say i'm gonna preface by saying i don't want you to get a big head Oh, no, 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 no. But, but technically, according to lore, Maxon is like our version of Aslan. Because it's a person that exists in the world, but was also there when it was created. Aslan. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, but I was, I wanted to be, when we started, because I was new, I wanted to be more of a background, like not a back, a background player character. Yeah, you're... Because remember, I was I was never really that talkative during the whole like start of it. The only time I got super talkative is when I wanted to try to joke our way out of fighting situations, which which horribly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super. but that's the, isn't that like most animes that you see now, right? Yeah, and those who like when you think about it, like Maxon had a fucking like like a backstory unveil in front of him where it's like. I'm this, like, semi-young, plucky kid that, like, thinks I know everything about the world, and I'm gonna get, like, I'm gonna make sure that everyone's gonna be okay because, like, I'm gonna be too smart. And then you try it, and then someone dies, 
and then it's like, oh, fuck, I have to reevaluate my life. And that literally <laughs> happened to your character. Yeah. And but then over time, like, playing Max, and like Jason said, you learn more about your characters the longer you play with them. And going through, and then we, I went through, and Christian was forever, this, this is my motherfucker. Christian's my motherfucker. <laughs> I've been through a lot through 2020 and 2021, losing a grandmother, and then that reflected when we got into campaign two, when, J- uh, when Jason and Finley finally joined, the anger I was feeling went into Maxon. Yeah. And yeah. I could see it. Like, IRL, I could see it. So it was like Maxon was like, in a way, and then Oz, when we finally brought in playing the NPC, Dora, they changed it to the point where, like, those sessions helped me finally see a therapist. When Maxon started opening up, that's when I started, went to seeing a therapist. Hey, man. And, like, that's that's honestly, like, really humbling that anything that, like, we've created together has helped anyone in, like, IRL in a positive way. Yeah. So it's hard playing Maxon now with this, with this mindset and then trying to stay Maxon in character when you want to change the character. Well, see, that's the funny thing, because it's like, personally, I don't think Maxon's changed at the core. I think Maxon has changed as a as an individual, mm-hmm. but like the core beliefs of like what I remember of Maxon, especially during like the beginning of the campaign and stuff, like I still see it there. Like you're still the person that you say you were, but you became that person in a different way than what you thought and in a different, like, the experiences that you expected to have weren't the ones that you did. And because of that, I think, although the image at the end is still different, the result was still, like, very much the goal, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because remember, we had even talked about, like, yeah, at a certain point, you want to go back to Antiva. And we had always talked about like going going back, going back, going back, and now we're finally there. Yeah. And then you're there, and it's like, okay, there was even a point where you were like, hey, this is this is the way that like Maxon's gonna close his character out. And I was like, okay, and I was prepping for it, and I was like, this is the way Maxon's gonna end his character. He's gonna stay here, and I'm gonna give him something to do. And then it was like, but hold on, but wait, there's more. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> and it's still that thing of like Maxon is still that character. It's just not in any way the sh- the that you thought it was gonna be. Yeah, because I was like, I was fully prepared to like, all right, I'll write him out. I'll take a break from playing and then come back playing a new character. Now that we have Vinny playing as Nima, like I like I the it was like. We met them Sunday. Yeah. Like, this is, like, a genuine, like... This is me as the person, not Max. And, like, this is, like, a genuine... Like, like a genuine good person. Why do you want to adventure with us murder hobos? Well, by this point, Max is the murder hobo, but still. Like, <laughs> Nayana is going to be an extremely interesting addition to the party. And I'm very excited for the rest of it. Yeah. And... I don't mind. Just like, love how you had my father awkwardly 
be like, oh, yeah, my daughter can hang out with you guys. But did it make sense? I, did, I didn't mean to take that moment. I did, like, was that me taking the moment? I was going to interject. It's fine. I had, like, an idea for it. I was like, okay, I could roll with this. Uh, That's why I was like, this would be, I, I was it, gonna... feels, it feels like it would be something So my I, dad would do. Legitimately, though, I am, like, I thought it was something your dad would do, too, but I'm now retroactively realizing, I'm like, did I take that moment away? I'm so sorry. I think I did. I was, I was legit wanting to interject as Maxim, but I was like, I think this is perfect for Benny's character to speak up. Like, I'm not going to speak up for someone else. I think Benny should speak up. And then Benny didn't say anything. I was like, and I just had oh, to look. I didn't say anything. I said, Dad, you're so embar- you're embarrassing yeah, you, me. I thought she was going to go on more than that. I thought she was going to say more than that. And I was just sitting there like, I'm like, it's like the person you see two, like, the, the, the child being embarrassed by the parent and the friend just sitting there going like, do I say, yeah, any- do I say anything or just not say anything? I'm just that was say literally the point. I would, okay. I'm so happy that was the reaction. I'm so sorry that was the reaction, but that was literally the narrative fucking point. Okay, okay, because I was in the fact that you guys feel like that means I did my job correctly. (laughs) Yep. So I was like, we we we, we're literally about to like turn and going to break into a prison to break someone out. (laughs) Okay. okay. (laughs) I'm very sorry that I took that moment. I did not mean to. Okay, <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? But thank you, Christian. Like all those talks we had in 2019, all the way up to now, and now thank I'm you. a I'm a dice goblin. Right, dude. It it feels good to be a dice goblin, though, right? Yeah, because I'm looking at now. The majority of my searches are dice. <laughs> Action uh-huh. figures are still up there, but no dice is like now taking up. I gotta get I gotta I gotta get a new 3D printer so that way I can start printing my dice again. The only reason I say new is because my other one is broken, not because I need another one, or like not because I need another one in addition. It is to replace the broken one I ha- currently have. Mm-hmm. Right. It is broken. Sir. <laughs> I literally can't print in liquid right now, sir. Sir, we know you're lying, sir. <laughs> oh no, you want to get a fourth one? Yeah. 3D printer. <laughs> Give oh, no. me that 3D printer. Oh my god! But yeah, I can't wait for the the, the many many more adventures of wherever the fuck we're called by this point. I mean, I think you. The working title is, or the working group name is the Rejects. Yeah, because I for damn sure would rather fall on the sword and go back to Team Remrod. You did use a rod this last session, though. Yeah, we did. For a specific reason. You actively, you actively asked to use it. For a very specific reason. Every single rod exists for a very specific reason. Right. You would probably still be using the immovable rod if you had another one. Damn you, Corey. Taking the immovable rod. For the record, you can still get another one. You just haven't sought one out. They're not crazy. They're uncommon. They're not, like, there's, a, there's a specific reason. I said I don't want to be known as Team Remrod. You think I'm going to go out looking for an immovable rod if I don't want to be called Team Remrod again? Yeah, but would you rather like have the joke exist and have the tool or be like, 
fuck it. I couldn't ever use that tool in any situation whatsoever that is worth it. Bro, the joke is never going to die. It's, it's, it's with us forever. Exactly. Forever. Fair enough. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'm pretty sure someone's going to buy an immovable rod. I mean, come on. I have, an, I have a collapsible already, so. Yeah, that's right. The yeah, giant. a collapsible one like a bow staff. Oh, yeah. I, I love that rod. <laughs> I need more Tupperware. Hmm? Oh, sorry. I is forgot that, it wasn't muted. Is that I'm packing up my dinner, and I was like, I need more Tupperware. So you're saying, what you're saying is should. you are look, you're sculpting out for a birthday or Christmas present, right? I just have so much. It's what? fine. It's fine. Right, so Benny for birthday slash Christmas, Tupperware. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Tupperware. I mean, who does not need Tupperware? I know. We... You know what? No. This house this house don't deserve any Tupperware because they always would lose the fucking tops. How do you lose tops to Tupperware? Would you would you accept a cleaned and sanitized uh, uh, container of daisy sour cream that does not have sour cream in it anymore? See, those... <laughs> Absolutely would That's because like I save containers. those. I save those for like to go containers. So if like you know I have friends over and we do like huge food, I just put their like leftovers in those. Yo. So I'm like, don't don't give me this back. And then they'll always give it to me back. And I said, I what do I need a fucking Daisy container for? I said, don't give me it back. Like the fuck. You know those containers. Or like landmines because you don't know what's in them. So you see them like a cold fucking sweat. Like, all right, is it actually sour cream or is this the fucking leftovers? It's the in the fridge equivalent of the uh, of the short cookies, the shortbread cookies. Yeah. Is like, is that sewing equipment or is it food? The world may never know. Is that chiles or beans or perhaps actually sour cream? The world may never know. Or you can be like my pops. He fucked around, found out, ate butter. Yo, shout out to all the people who had uh, the mole containers and they just saved those and used them like tiny cups or planners. Specifically the Dona Maria ones. Why are you calling me out? You hmm? calling me out. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? I saved these ice cream containers for fucking Da Vinci's ice cream. R.I.P. Da Vinci ice cream. Oh yeah, you do because they're nice, right? Yeah, and I use them for like the the use. They're big enough so you could dunk your your you could dunk your Oreos without having to worry about the milk getting in your hands and shit. Yo, I still have these really nice, really short like glasses that are just very simple that I kept from like really fancy parfait. See, and they work. I'm like, I don't need tumblers. These are basically tumblers. Yeah. Or me saving my big gold cup. Yep. No, it works. It works. We used to say, do you remember those, like, the jelly containers? Like, that were almost like the glasses, like, at, like the themed glasses from yeah. McDonald's. But, like, yeah. yeah. You mean, you're talking about these glasses, right? Yeah, yeah. So they would be like designed like that, like characters and shit. But they were like literally like Jello containers, and so we used to save those as drinking glasses too. 
Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, God. Tell me why I have the old ones, but the only, like, new, con quote-unquote, contemporary one that I have is from Shrek the Third. I don't, they, I feel like they need to bring those back, but I also know that's, like, quote-unquote, a lot of money for McDonald's. You know, like, God what, knows that. spend money on glass? They like, would rather mine their pockets than actually do anything cool. It's fine. It's like, we can't, they're so afraid of owning glass, they don't even want you breathing on their drive-thru anymore, so they make you <laughs> pull around. <laughs> I hate that, by the way. I absolutely hate that. I have so much beef with that. I keep cracking up because, like, the the McDonald's by my house still has that, like, they ask if you, like, ordered ahead through the app. And I'm like, bitch, why the fuck? Yeah. Why? Would, why? <laughs> like, let's be honest. If I ordered through the app, would I be at the drive-thru? Right. Like, if I ordered through the app, I'd be paying somebody to fucking deliver this shit to me, okay? I, it would either be someone delivering it to me, or I would have just gone in and grabbed it. Yeah. Because that yeah. would have been faster than the drive through line. Because you have to be behind someone most of the time. Yep. Yep. Like, it's... it's. I can, I can, I can literally bitch about McDonald's drive through lines all fucking day. I have so much beef with specifically McDonald's drive through lines. <laughs> someone, I just have beef McDonald's. It's fine. Someone sent me this tech. My friend sent me this TikTok. It was like raising canes tastes like someone seasoned their chicken in water. <laughs> oh what? What raising? <laughs> Yo, I was fucking dying. I was fucking dying. I was like, oh my god, that... I like raising canes, but I get it because you bite into it and you're like, ah, juicy. But why does this juice feel clear? <laughs> I was like, that almost you know, made me sign up a TikTok account because that shit was fucking hilarious. That shit's fucking funny. <laughs> the only thing good for fucking Razor Kane is the goddamn sauce and the bread. How is that possible? It right butter. Right? Well, okay, butter. The, the the meat the chicken is not that bad though. It's good. Like it is good breaded chicken. Like I prefer that over KFC any day. Here's the thing. But though. the line is basically in and out. But here's the thing though. Raising Cane is now five. It's like Five Guys. They're luxury fast food. If you can afford yeah. Raising Cane's and Five Guys, you should not be bitching about your fast food. Yeah, exactly. Same. Like, That's fair enough. Fair enough. I went to talk. They said Taco Bell is expensive. I was like, uh, uh. I bought, I bought two bean and cheese burritos and the nacho fries recently for only oh, six bucks. You know. You know which like like expensive whatever like fast food I I have a legitimate gripe with the food because there was plastic in my last order. Uh, I'm calling you out specifically pickup sticks. I don't think I've ever been to pickup sticks. I ordered some Mongolian beef and straight up fucking plastic in the beef. I like pulled it out like a shard. Oh. That is yucky. Oh. oh they have God. fully lost me as that one. I was like, yo, how the fuck does that happen? That's uh, we got to go back in and turn into a Karen type of situation. Uh, I ordered it through the app and I was like, you know what? That just means I'm not ordering from them anymore. That's all that really means. Like the only, the like I, 
I do believe in the thing where, like, uh, what is it? I used to watch a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. Uh, that thing that Gordon Ramsay says, it's like, uh, people fucking roll. They vote with their feet. They don't tell you about it. They just fucking leave and they don't pay for your restaurant and you die that way. Damn. You don't give up attention. I'm calling them out right now just so that way you guys, like, just be wary of them. But at the same time, it's like, I don't call them out for, like, like ah, you gotta make retribution to me. I just don't buy from you anymore. And then if people don't buy from you, you don't exist anymore. Hmm? Guess... But it's a chain, so it's always gonna fucking exist. Yeah. Guess what? We I got a message from one, the one and only Finley. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I showed them a picture of Rhea Ripley who posted on Twitter their new look for WWE and the <laughs> caption they put a person a person put a caption on there for it. We really gonna let girls like Rhea Ripley ruin our lives? Yes. Oh, that's what she replied with. And Finley was like, "This the answer is definite yes." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see how immediate that answer is from everyone? Absolutely. Yeah. And if everyone want to know where the inspiration door came from, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yep, there you go. And Storm from the X-Men. Sometimes I want a woman that can just kill me. Beat me, mama. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Okay. All right. Last topic. Then we out. Um, I don't know what the fuck is up with this company. Apparently, this is true. A VR headset company created a headset that can kill you if you died in games inspired by sword art online. Yo, it's the dude Finally, who made the Oculus Rift. about my dream. The dude who made the Oculus Rift made it. Why? Because, like, you know, no game, no life. <laughs> another anime to watch. Oh, no. It's not getting another season. It's so funny that you brought this up because last Friday I did a VR thing. So there's like this company out here called, I think it's like Sandbox VR. And so it's basically like rent a room and you play a level of a game. You can pick like different options or whatever. And so the one we picked was Deadwood Mansion, which is just basically like Resident Evil. Um, it even had like laser sections that you had to duck. Um, that's cool. But yeah, so they give you like these haptic vests. So if you get hit or something like that, you'll feel the the vibrations of it. Um, your friends will have to come rescue you if you fall down, take too much damage, that kind of thing. Um, and so it ended up being a lot of fun. But me and my friend Julie, we did it. And we're both huge Mass Effect fan, and so uh, you have to pick like a team name and then what your names are. So she was like, "We should be the um, this is be Normandy," and I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Well, I'll be Joker," and she's like, "I'll be Rex," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay, okay." But like, after you finish the game, they send you like a little snapshot of their team, and mind you, we spelled this out like twice. Uh huh. And this motherfucker still misspelled Normandy. Oh no. And he spelled it with like a D I E at the end. And then, um. I hate when people assume that you spelled it wrong. 
and we're just like, no, what? No, what? No. Normandy, but, like the country, dumbass. <laughs> like, I was like, man. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. But that shit was just funny. So, uh, if you ever see VR shit, do it. It's fun. Man, there's a there's a place in LA that I've gone to that I really like called Two Bit Circus. That's um that's basically like a VR arcade. It's like a, it's it's got a bunch of different VR attractions. You can go in and it's like Dave and Buster's, but everything is VR. Hmm. I'm never like, gonna do it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm 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 fine with never doing VR. <laughs> um, that's um, valid. It's. It's very hot. I mean, just because, you know, VR, you have a television screen three inches from your eyeballs. So, I, disinfectant I, for the win. I haven't played my my Oculus since I moved, and I actually have a, a larger living room space now. I should try it. You should. Jump back on a Beat Saber. And then make sure you like videotape. You like you have your phone set up to videotape how you um, how play I VR. Yeah, yeah. So I can see myself and embarrass myself. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I've seen. I've seen what I look like. No, thank you. That's why I play. You know what? That's true. I can't play VR until I finally fucking get curtains for my living room. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought about that. You ain't got no curtains. Yeah. I finally found a place and a place. I finally found out that at Target they sell uh, uh, um, fucking curtain rods long enough for my for my um, window because Target because most exactly Target because most places they don't have anything above eighty five inches. And that's a custom window, so it's it's sitting at 108. But I found one at Costco. I mean, at Costco at Target that um, that goes up to what, like 120. Sorry, this is the most mundane thing I've ever talked about. <laughs> a adulting. Hmm. It's adulting. Yeah. It's adulting, right? Why is it weird adulting? I'm like, oh yeah, now I need a curtain rod and shit. And then I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. Like, I just spent all this money on this fish tank because I love it, but I'm but for some reason I think about buying a twenty dollar trash can that's just going to be nicer because I don't have to throw all my trash in a bag and then put it in the trash can outside. I, I just get yeah. a trash can and I'm like, hmm, it's like I don't it's know. just so weird to think about like thinking about the stuff you need. You're like. Oh, you know, an immersion blender would be really nice, especially since we're like going into soup season. You know, right? can right? totally do that. But then you're also like, mm, but this new pop vinyl is coming out. Oh, I need that. Like, uh, just Benny. all the geeky shit I still want, but I also still want adult stuff. So, well, Benny, do you remember when I was all excitedly telling you about how I got a new like kitchen drawer organizer? Oh my God, yes. Those things, oh, it hits all the good buttons in your head. Right, right. I was like, why does it feel good that I can stab my knives straight into my drawer and and leave them upright and not like laying on each other? That makes me very happy for some reason. It's so nice. It's so nice. While they're talking about things that you should have it as an adult, my black ass got a PS5 finally. 
Yo, yo, that's right. How do you like it? It won't be here till tomorrow. Oh, okay. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to get an Xbox because supposedly um, uh, Frontier, quote unquote, forgot that they were supposed to give me my promotion for the deal I signed up for when I uh, uh, got service with them. So they're supposedly sending me a $200 uh, gift card um, in like three weeks. And if I get it, that's going to be half my Xbox right there. So you're getting oh. the in the disc version, not the um, digital version. I think so. I think so. Because the disc, the digital version is exactly around two hundred. Is it really? It's and there's a lot of deals going on right now for the digital version of Xbox. Are you joking? Because... I'm not joking. I fo- you know what I follow on Twitter. This is the only thing I follow on Twitter besides people I actually care about, not the jackasses that are now. Run around, run them up on Twitter. Um, cheap ass gamer, Wario sixty four, and IGN deals. That is it. Nah, nice. With the notifications. You did my, you did my Twitter. I'm only on Twitter. After shithead took over. I'm just gonna watch it burn from the sidelines. I feel like I'm one of the cameramen that they suspended above the ship for the Titanic while they were watching everybody go down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. That's how I was able to get my PS5. Was the email early in the morning? I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna get the digital version of the PS5. I have an extra two hundred dollars left over." Nah, that didn't have planned out as what I wanted. Hey, I still got one. But California tax? Fuck you! Fifty-one dollars and twenty-five cent. California tax, no fucking joke. Fuck you. But the best thing, though, out of this, because I'm a PSN Plus subscriber, shipping was free. Nice. Hence why why it'll be here on Wednesday. Hence why it took long to get here. Actually, no, I ordered it on Monday. You mean Friday? No, I ordered it on Monday. I was like, I was expecting it to come Friday. No, they sent a text message an hour before we started recording and saying your package, will, your PlayStation would be arriving tomorrow morning, which would be Wednesday. Oh. <laughs> they did also say, sure? please, they, asked, they also said, please have someone at the door to sign for this package. Fair enough. Nice. I was like, Damn. They say that, but they don't do that. Yeah, FedEx don't do that shit. This is, this is yeah, FedEx, FedEx looks at your house and they say, ah, someone's home. Better not, better not stop, and then speed off and say that you weren't there. Or in our case, it's like watching my tracking link like a hawk. As soon as it said delivered, I like ran down to the mailroom because I'm like, I'm not trusting anybody. In yeah, my, like, in our... I swear to God, like I'll, I'll be that person where I'm watching it, and then when I'm expecting it within five minutes, I'll stand outside my fucking house. In our case, oh. our delivery person, if they hear anyone in the house talking, they'll be like, package, and then walk off. I'm like. Really? Yeah, but what delivery person is that? This is the same dude we see every time delivering anything from FedEx. I'm not gonna Why say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say their name. You know who? If you ever listen to this podcast, you know who you are. Why did that for some reason just remind me of the fucking Wayans being like message? message. <laughs> I know. That's why I fucking laugh every time. I'm like, is this the same dude again? I was like, fuck package. 
Now, if it's the UPS people, it's two people on the truck. And there's the dude who's driving, stays in the truck. The dude who's having to deliver the package has to hop out, go in the back, come back, go around, just hear the. I'm like, yo, you ever see that video of like the um, the town in Alaska where the people have to go on a boat to collect their mail once a month, and they they can't afford to slow down, so they literally have to pay a specific young kid that they like they they accept the job only because they know they can do it fast enough because otherwise you fuck up and you can't do it for another month and they drive the boat next to the dock the dude hops off runs grabs everyone's fucking mail and runs to the end of the dock and jumps back onto the ship before they leave damn and like, they, i feel like i feel like you live that there yes does to us Every time. I know there is another Alaskan town where the whole town is in one giant ass building. That means you, mean you can fit in one building? No, it's or like it's, no, 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 it's it's a, one building. building. No, it's yeah. no, seriously, it's a big giant building, homes, grocery stores, post office, all, movie theater is all in this one. Oh wait, building. no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the apartment complex. Yeah. No, I do know what you're talking about. He's not wrong. It is a entire town. That is in basically just a uh, like apartment complex. No, yeah. I was like, wow, and they still get tourists. Yeah, the, this fucking place still get tourists. I'm like, who wants to go there? But okay, bruh, how else do you think they have like any kind of income? If not, it's the ultimate walkable city. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, literally the only reason anybody goes to. Alaska for tourist stuff is hiking. Um, is that where is that where Dude Bro was it there? No, what state was it where like the Dude Bro did the Into the Wild or whatever it was? I think mm. it, I think it was Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they literally had to move that bus to stop people from hiking out there. So now there's like an easily accessible area to find. This bus where this guy fucking starved to death because people are stupid. Um, and then uh, uh, whales. Yeah, they're whale watching. The <laughs> 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 only, only reason anybody goes to fucking Alaska. My God, it's for the whales. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously, if I'm not Remember, on... if you're gonna go hike into the woods, fucking plan, and don't live in a bus. Mm-hmm. 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 Make sure there's cell service. Yep. Um, also, if I'm not on next week's episode, it's because I'm actually playing that PS5. When I'm playing, more likely Mass Effect than 4K. Other than that, <laughs> I mean, what else is there? I ain't got no more money to buy an actual yeah. PS5 game, so it has to yeah. be something I already own. It's the same thing as literally buying a wallet and then having no money to put in the wallet because you just bought the wallet. No, I get it. Which is very recent because I bought a new wallet and I was like, oh, wait, all I have is 50 cent in this goddamn wallet. Oh, well. (laughs) I still have the same two fucking quarters from fucking 2020. Boom! I'm balling. And then fuck you to the person who won the $2.9 million. I hope you get taxed very, very harshly by your state, whoever won that goddamn lotto. That, that was, was Cal. Oh, did someone win? Yeah, someone yeah, won. Alpadina. I hope you get taxed. I, I wasted $5.
And 2.9 million, theoretically, that means they're walking away with, like, maybe 900,000. Uh, 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 no, I thought it was billion. A billion? Yes, yeah, 2.9 billion. They won 2.9 billion. Bruh. Yeah. I wasted $5 for nothing. A pissing to win. I literally pissed on myself on that one. Let's just cut before I start thinking about how depressing that number is. <sighs> you know where they'll find us on the social medias. I mean, not social medias, on podcast services around the globe. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>